as we've mentioned, there will be a vigil tonight here locally, marking the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now the UN General Assembly approving a resolution calling for Russia to end hostilities with their neighbor to the west. We're joined by ABC News correspondent Tom Rivers at the Foreign Desk with more on uh, really what the UN's calling for and if this has any teeth at all. Uh, no teeth whatsoever. It's non-binding. It's not legally binding. Uh, the vote was 141 in favor of the resolution. Seven were against and 32 abstentions. Now, it looks like a, a football route if you look at that score. But if you look at the population, look at it through a different ocular, if you will, if you add up the populations of the seven and the 32, it's about a 50-50 split population-wise around the world on uh, backing such a resolution. So, yes, it's the, it's the sixth one we've had. Um, and really, really, it, uh, it's, it's a barometer of, of mood, if you want to look at it that way. But it really, really doesn't move anything forward. China, for one, if anyone is interested, has come forward with a 12-point peace plan. And uh, they're saying they're, they're here and they're willing to uh, try to facilitate that if Moscow and Kiev could come forward and say, yes, we'll uh, at least try to attempt that. I, I did find that offer from China rather uh, interesting and intriguing. Uh, y- y- you don't often hear uh, China weighing in on this situation, and and they had been uh, Putin had been counting on China as an ally. Oh, they're very much so. They're very much aligned. Um, why are they aligned? Because of the U.S. administration policy forcing these two very very powerful countries even closer together. A lot of people are worried about that, concerned about that. And also China's in a very, very good position, uh, whereby I know they haven't spent billions upon billions of taxpayer dollars and funneled it to Kiev. They've been sitting back. They want good economic relations with uh, Western countries like the U.S. Uh, they want to keep selling project, products and you know, filling kitchens full of full of uh, equipment and gear, et cetera, et cetera. So they want to try to move forward on this thing. And uh, as I say, they're in a good position. They've got certainly the ear of Moscow. And uh, again, Ukraine is a very sticky, sticky situation. One year down the road, a lot of people saying, you know, it's, it's terrible. Yes, it is terrible. How do you actually solve this thing? Not too many people have their thinking caps on when it comes to that. Yeah, and you know, kind of mentioning the, you know, kind of strong ties, obviously we saw the uh, kind of rumor and speculation that Russia would hold off their movements last year until after the Beijing Olympics due to that relationship. So is there any indication that that alliance could really be that linchpin and really kind of be the straw that breaks the camel's back as far as getting Putin to listen to outside of his own circle of influence or kind of internal monologue? You know, it'd be, it would be, you know, where, where Putin will not listen to uh, any of the, uh, if you will, dictums from NATO, they would certainly listen to China and say, if you want to be the referee, yes, we're willing to go along with that. So, yes, it, it provides an exit ramp in that diplomatic sense, if you will, and it's something to keep watching. Um, again, flip side of the coin, the West could just say, nah, that's what Beijing would say and totally discount it. And we're back to another week, another few billion going to Kiev. And then next month, 
more billions going to Kiev, et cetera, et cetera. Can't go on forever, certainly in Europe, where a lot of countries are feeling the economic pinch very badly already. This thing goes on for more and more years. It's going to be a basket case over here. Yeah, and, you know, kind of with that, besides the relationship with uh, Vladimir Putin, what skin, if any, does China really have in this, noting that uh, a number of European nations are kind of dealing with the economic impacts from the issuance and the, the sanctions kind of repercussions with that when it comes to energy. Obviously, the U.S. is continuing mm-hmm. to funnel money over there. So really, what what uh, does China even have as far as an end game, as far as uh, wading into this? Yeah, well, they're in the catbird seat. They, they, again, they haven't chucked a lot of money at Kiev, um, and they have markets of Europe. They have the market of the U.S., and if they come out looking at the as the quote-unquote good guy, uh, the country that was able to establish a peace process, they win, win, win. Uh, they haven't shed anything in the form of blood, and they've gained, uh, again, secured their markets, which they've had for many, many years. So they win financially as well. So at the end of this, China could well come out even stronger than it already is economically. Very All right, Tom Rivers, thank you for that. Always bringing us up to date on what's uh, making uh, waves internationally. And certainly this is one of the most serious situations that the globe has faced in quite some time. Tom, thank you.